everybody to the podcast where we explain people. And we're going to have some fun today learning a little bit more about some of your fellow human beings. I'm Master Life Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today to talk about what's my personal favorite shape. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. I bet you are excited about this one. I sure am. We are finally going to talk more about your shape. I've been waiting since the Octagon show to get the chance to talk a little bit about you and your shape. So on today's show, we're going to talk about arrows. And arrows are super interesting, like just quirky like the rest of us. They are. I think I'm weird. I'm kind of a dork. And <laughs> some of that's going to come out when we talk about arrows because I can just be a little bit dorky and I'll, I'll explain it. But yeah, arrows are interesting people. Okay, to help our listeners kind of understand the type of personality an arrow might have, do you have some celebrities you want to tell us about that you think might be arrows? Yeah, now it's funny looking for celebrities that were arrows because I think a lot of arrows are not real attention seekers, like really wanting to be in the spotlight. That's not as much an arrow thing. And so I don't think there's as many movie stars and people that are arrows. I think there's a lot of business people, a lot of entrepreneurs that are arrows. But there were a couple that came to mind. I've always thought that Sandra Bullock was an arrow. And I think part of it is arrow women do tend to have a little bit of masculine energy. And could you see that a little bit in Nicole and I? Because we're, we're both arrows. Yes. And masculine energy, I think I take that to mean like you're just super comfortable around, around men. You don't get too intimidated and you feel kind of like you fit right in with them. Is that kind of what you mean? Absolutely. Like I fit in, in a boardroom full of men, maybe better than I do in a room full of women. Mm. And I hear that same kind of thing from a lot of arrows. And you can kind of feel that in Sandra Bullock, especially, you know, when she was, plays the FBI agent and those kind of roles. She's just kind of a tough girl. She is for sure. Yeah. So tough. I see that. I also kind of think Will Smith and Tom Hanks might be arrows and I can't totally explain why just they're very logical practical down to earth they also like lots of projects they're working on lots of different things and they can be very grounded very serious to some degree okay along with also being really fun and funny at different times they just kind of have the energy that I I do associate with an arrow but I'd love them to take the quiz so we'd know for sure. If anybody knows Will Smith can make that happen, <laughs> I'd really love to know for sure what shape he is. Yeah, that would be great. And since you mentioned the quiz, if you're hearing us talk about shapes and you're like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Arrows. Go ahead and go to 12shapes.com and you'll see what we're talking about. We're talking about the 12 Shapes program. And on there, you can take a quiz. And this is a little bit of a behavioral quiz we can find out what your true values are and kind of where your fears lie and how that directs your behavior. And it's just a really an amazing place. Go ahead and go on there, log on. And then after you figure out your shape, after you take the quiz, you get a little video that'll tell you a little bit about yourself. It's really great, really insightful. It is fun. You know, Sarah, I do have people all the time refer to it as a personality test. And I just want to clarify for everybody, it's similar to a personality test, but it's actually not looking at your personality at all. It's actually looking at your behavior and the things that drive your behavior and how you show up in the world and why you do what you do. So it's a little bit unique. There's nothing quite like it out there. So I think that's why people are finding that it's pretty fun. 
It is really fun. It's been really great for me just to understand uh, that what is driving my behavior and then recognizing what it's driving everybody else's behavior. It's just really, really insightful. So I'm excited today. Let's hear a little bit more about an arrow. Okay, so one other thing that I have to mention about Sandra Bullock, she's not as much the glamour girl. She doesn't wear really girly, girly clothes a lot. She's a little more natural in her makeup and hair and stuff. And and I can go into a room full of people and pick out the other era women really fast. One, because I'm kind of drawn to them, but the other is they just won't spend a lot of time on hair and makeup and clothes. And they're so task driven. I think they're just like, there's no way I'm going to spend that much time putting makeup on. I got stuff to do. Yeah, that makes sense, right? They, they value getting those check boxes next to their to-do list more than they do of what um, they primping. Like. Yes, yes, I can see that for an arrow. Yeah, now uh, arrows are often accused of being workaholics. And I think that's just, we're task driven. We get self-esteem from getting tasks done and from doing amazing work and creating things and making stuff happen. And so we just can get so sucked in to trying to earn a sense of value there where fear of failure dominant. And the more I'm afraid I'm not good enough, the harder I'm going to work to prove that I do have value. So I can really go down the rabbit hole into all this work and needing to have those accomplishments to feel okay about myself. Yes, I can see that. Highly valuing your tasks and your projects and just getting that validation and appreciation from everyone else. How do you feel about being bored, you know? Enjoy being bored? I'm not very good at patience. (laughs) I don't like being bored. I always say I can be totally patient and good as long as I have a book or a game on my phone. Something to keep me busy if I have to wait. Because if I have nothing, I will start to lose my mind. I could be getting stuff done. And this is just wasting time. I think that's the one area where arrows can get a lot of fear of loss is about wasted time. Really? Okay. So my boss is an arrow and we have all taken the quiz in my, in my working group here, my professional group. And knowing that she was an arrow was really insightful for me. I actually could understand why when she called me, she wouldn't like want to make any small talk with me. She just wanted to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And here are your task items. And are you good? Okay, bye. And for me, being an octagon, I was like, wait, she didn't even ask me how I was doing today, you know? And just that's changed because now she's taken the quiz and she gets all this. So before she starts her meetings, she'll say, how is everybody? And make her little connection with everybody. But then she wants to get down to business. Oh, I'm totally laughing hearing you say that because I've had so many people help me become aware and bless Tiffany's heart, my assistant, she just has gotten used to that this is how I am. And every couple of weeks, I'll remember and go, how are you? How's your family, by the way? <laughs> but the rest of the time, it's like, do this. Hey, where's this? The, the, and I'm just all about the tasks. But that is really one of the behaviors that arrows most need to work on. Paying attention to the people around us and what they need. Because it's a big fault, and it's a big fault of mine that I will own. I get so focused on the stuff that I forget the people. And it's not who I want to be, and I love and care about the people. So I often don't even notice that I'm doing it. But it's definitely an area where arrows need to do some work. And it can be very foreign to other people, maybe some people on the people line, that that's just where you want to be. So we, we just take it wrong. So if we understand from our perspective that, 
you just need to get it all done, then we're not hurt by your behavior or not offended by your behavior. And that is a lot of insight. Yeah. So my three best friends are all circles and they, it has helped them so much to get me that I am about efficiency and we have all these issues where they want me to come pick them up to drive somewhere and that would be completely inefficient and I won't do it. And they used to get offended, but now they just recognize that's her thing. She's trying to save money. She's trying to save time. This is what she cares about. And she does love us. This is just how she's wired, which is really the magic of the shape because we can understand people who are wired different than we are. And we can stop expecting them to be like us because they're never going to. They're not the same shape as you. Yes, and we haven't mentioned on this show, although we have on the other ones, that there's no shape that's better than any other shape, right? So just because this shape really gets their bucket full by finishing their projects and, and getting their tasks done, that doesn't make them any better than anyone else. Is that no, right? They just have different strengths and different weaknesses than the other shapes, but all the shapes have strengths and weaknesses, and all human beings have the same value. Absolutely. I'm so glad you bring that up because you, I, I want everybody to know the real engine driving this whole project with the 12 shapes has been trying to create a more tolerant, accepting world where we can see that everybody has a place and we need everybody. And when we see everyone with the same value, all the major problems of the world go away. Yeah. So we want to see that happen. Wouldn't that be amazing? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. A couple other things. Arrows are very practical and logical, almost too practical and logical. I once got in a lot of trouble because someone had given me some flowers and they'd been sitting on my desk for days and I'd enjoyed them. And then I was going to be going out of town and they were going to die. And I gave them to someone else. And this person who gave them to me got so offended that I re-gifted these flowers. But to me, logical. I'm going to be gone. They're going to die anyway. I mean, Someone else might as well enjoy these. I think it sounds like a great idea. We are so logical that we forget some of the sentimentality that drives all the rest of you. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get into some of the good points before we hit more of the bad ones. Okay. Tell me about um, the most balanced arrow. What kind of behavior will we see in a balanced arrow? Okay. Really productive, really independent worker. Like we just make things happen and we can get so much done. I used to love that commercial. There used to be a commercial about the Marines and it said, we get more done by nine o'clock in the morning than most people do all day. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. And I'm like, that is the arrow. Seriously, I bet you anybody that I get more done in a day. It's insane how fast I work. But arrows, they care about the speed of getting things done, sometimes more than the quality. So I will get a book written quick, but it will have errors through the whole thing. And I need a really good editor who will go back and catch all the details. Arrows are not really detailed people as much as we're big picture and knock the tasks out as fast as possible, people. So if you need a job done right, get a diamond. If you need it done fast, get an arrow. Wow, that's great. How fun is it to be able to pick the people in your worker area and your division by their shapes? Give them their job based on what they do best. Yeah, totally. Now, arrows really like making money. 
they're very driven to invent, to be an entrepreneur, to create things and make money. But they're also really driven by a desire to make a difference in the world. And I've known a lot of arrows that have done well in business, but because it hasn't had a piece of it that made a difference in the world, they still feel unfulfilled until they find that. They care about the world. We are loving people who want to help others. So that's really part of what drives us. We're not very materialistic. We're so practical. If the car gets you from here to there, I don't care what it looks like or what kind it is. We're just really practical that way. We're very smart. Arrows learn things really fast and easy. And we do see a lot of kids in high school that are arrows that are sloughing school, that have lost interest. And it's not that they're slackers. It's that it's not been interesting enough and they can't see the practical use of what they're learning. So if it feels like busy work or it's stupid, they'll lose interest. Wow. So it's got to be something they can see the value in if you want them to stick with it. I can totally see so many of these in you. This is such a insightful place for me to understand you and all my other arrow friends. So what about being with people, being in crowds, getting feeling good about that? Are they a crowd person or they need some alone time? So I can do crowds and big groups and lots of social, but it tires me. It doesn't fill me up. It empties me. And hmm. so after a little while of it, I'm like, I just have to go back to my hotel room by myself and have some solitude time. Arrows fill up alone. And this has been tricky with relationships. I think you knew last year I left the country three times for a month at a time by myself and traveled. Right. And I love it. I love going to a foreign country alone. Because that is great. Up so much, but I'm sure you as an octagon, that doesn't sound as fun. No, that sounds really depressing to me. I would not thrive in that, in that kind of environment. But I just love knowing that we're all different. And I think sometimes we try to say, oh, you're an introvert. Oh, you're an extrovert. And that just might not fit because arrows can totally thrive in a social setting and be a great speaker and do presentations, but still need that time alone. So that would be contradictory to the introvert. So it's just yeah, something actually, to recognize. That's a tricky one. And, and I kind of get people away from labeling someone as purely introvert or extrovert because the truth is we're all kind of a mix. The shapes are a little bit more accurate with that. Yes, they allow you to be a mix. I love it. Yeah. I mentioned how fast we work. Because of that, arrows are not good on a team. They don't really like to work with other people because you slow us down. Hmm, okay. I can get way more done on my own. And if I give you a task, you better just work on getting your, doing your job and doing it, getting it to me on time. So it doesn't irritate me. So I think I might be driving my boss crazy like right now because I tend to take my time, make sure things are done, make sure I've gotten everybody's opinion and gotten everybody's feedback before I give her the final product. And she's probably like, just hand it in. Just so <laughs> just meet your deadline, for goodness sakes. What would we really see in an out-of-balance arrow? What kind of behavior comes out? Okay, so first of all, know that because we're fear of failure dominant, the biggest thing that knocks us out of balance is criticism and judgment from other people. Mm. We really try hard to do everything right. And we've got a lot of subconscious fear that we're not good enough. And so when we get negative feedback or the feeling that we're being judged or people don't like us, that's what will knock us out of balance. Hmm. And in that place, we will pull back even more. 
away from people because people aren't safe. You're judging me. You're making me feel like I'm not good enough. So I become even more disconnected. Mm -hmm. I'm a runner. I will just stay away from you if you're not a safe place. Okay. Um, so we can take that feedback hard and that's a problem in a relationship, especially when you already have a tendency to focus on tasks over people and now you're pulling away from people even more, mm -hmm. but we'll go to work as what's going to make it all better. Oh, watch me. I'll earn a sense of value then by how I work. So I'll work even harder right. and it doesn't necessarily help those relationships. Often arrows are not good housekeepers because it's the dumbest tasks. I mean, I'm sorry, but dishes just drive me insane. What a boring thing to have to spend time doing. It is boring, but it's a task. So like it's, you just don't want to do it, huh? Yeah, because it's just not going to hold my interest and there's no challenge in it. Give me a task that's a challenge. That'll keep me engaged. But stupid oh, I like tasks, that. Stupid yeah. tasks drive me crazy. So that's good to know about an arrow because I was really just thinking a task is a task. But what you're saying is it's not just so much the activity of being like busy. It's, well, that's, that's not holding my attention. That's not exciting enough. Um, and you said the same thing about some of those kids that might be sloughing. That might be a reason why. So that's a good thing to note. It is. Arrows like adventure and change and, and challenge. A, any challenge is just an amazing thing. A lot of arrows are athletes, runners, triathletes, super marathon runners, and that kind of thing gives them a challenge, something to accomplish. You see a real strong need for exercise in arrows. They, they almost need it daily for their mental health. Hmm. Okay. So that's kind of usually a standout. If you've got somebody that's just a little over the top exercise crazy, they might be an arrow. Okay. Not good at relaxing at all. I mean, I even go for a massage and the massage therapist keeps saying, relax. You're like, you're, <laughs> you're sitting here all tense, getting a massage, relax. Like, I'm hurry up. I got things to do. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. I'm just thinking about it. The other thing that I just am, I'm most embarrassed is that I'm not a good animal person. And I've always thought, oh, animals can sense the good in people. So they're drawn to like good people. Well, some of us are good people, but we're just not animal people. <laughs> to me, animals are one more thing I have to feed and take care of and get in the way of the stuff I want to be doing. A lot wow. of us are not real animal people. Now, I can't say that across the board. I've met arrows that do like their pet, but there's a lot of us who it's just one more thing I have to worry about. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. We're very independent. We want to be free. And so... We don't want to be controlled. And so you see rebellious arrows, like the kids at school, or, you know, we'll buck the system if we feel like it's being too controlling. We can kind of be a brat that way because we hmm. just don't try to control me or I will pull back hard. Okay. We're also really private. We don't like wear our heart on our sleeve. We aren't real open to share our feelings. We keep a lot of stuff in that way. We're, we're way more private than other shapes. Can oh, you man. see that with me too? I can. I can see that with you. And I think my sister is an arrow. Now that we're getting into this, I can really see some of this in her. She likes some time away. She likes to have her book. She can totally get lost in her alone time. But um, when we talk about the... Uh, careers for this shape. I'll have to see if she fits into that. So what would we see if someone, if an arrow gets really unbalanced? You mentioned running. What else would we see? Well, very, very close down. 
like we're just, we're going to stay at home. We're not going to interact with people. We already have awkward social skills. When I said I'm dorky, this is what I meant. We can be a little awkward. Like our social skills are just not our best thing. Hmm. And if we're really unbalanced, we're not going to want to be around people. And we're going to be even more awkward. We're going to avoid people. And we see arrows sometimes that struggle with intimacy because we're just not real touchy, feely, huggy people. We're fist bump people more than hug people. (laughs) A little bit like the diamonds, right? You're kind of both on that task line. So maybe not so touchy feely, just a little bit of connection, but not too much. Yeah. You know, when I met Nicole in, in that elevator in India, she knew immediately I was an arrow because she was asking me questions and I was being really guarded. I wasn't really ah. opening up to her and she knew that that was an arrow. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So for an arrow, are they pretty goal oriented or are they kind of, seems like they would be not too lackadaisical? No, very goal oriented. You just give me a challenge and underestimate me and watch me hit it. We're kind of competitive. I mean, we, when we're going to do something, we're going to go full in. So we really love having a difficult goal to work towards and get it. We like deadlines too, where a lot yeah. of people, you know, don't work well with the deadline. Arrows work really well with the deadline. You know, something I noticed working with you, Kim, has been um, a shorter session. Me is a better session for you. Like if I can, if you and I can get a couple things talked about and then you're like, okay, Like if we plan an hour, but we only take 40 minutes, you're totally cool with that. Oh, I'd be so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I just give you 20 minutes of your time back, right? Anything that saves time. So the other day, Sarah, I had this leak in my bathtub and all night long, I can hear it dripping. It's leaking. So I decided I'm fixing it myself. I'm smart. YouTube will show me how I can do this. And I, I watched all these videos and went to Lowe's and bought all the stuff. And that dang thing would not work the way it was supposed to. And I knew I was smart enough to do it. Of course. I couldn't figure out why. I, and it took me all day long. And all I got done was that one thing. And I was, I was losing my mind at the inefficiency. Of that, right? That day. In the end, did you get it all done? I finally did. But I did have to ask for some help, which bugged me. <laughs> I was just going to say, how do you feel about asking for help? I'm not sure arrows are good at asking for help. No. We want to be independent. We want to be able to do things ourselves. So that kind of thing could be hard. You know, the other thing that some arrows really struggle with is speaking our truth though, because mm. we're still fear of failure dominant. So we can still be a little bit of a people pleaser more okay. so than the diamonds that we talked about last. Because we're more afraid of criticism and judgment, we get a little more scared to speak up and speak our truth, call people on bad behavior, that kind of thing, because we really do want to be liked. So there's a little bit of that in there with our fear of failure. Okay. How about leadership positions? It seems like we might see arrows in some sort of leadership positions out there. Yeah, we always like to be the leader because we don't want to be a follower. We don't we want the freedom to be in the driver's seat and decide where we're going to go. That's why you'll see a lot of arrows that are entrepreneurs because we want to have our own business and be the boss. We don't want to be bossed. I like that. Keep the variety coming in so I don't get bored. Keep the challenges coming. All right. Good to know for an arrow. Okay, so Sarah, we have to take a short break. Our time goes by so fast, but everybody stay with us. We're going to be right back and we're going to talk more about Arrow. 
Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. We're having so much fun today talking about Coach Kim and her shape. She's an arrow, and it's totally helping me understand her so much better. Thanks for talking about arrows today, Kim. Uh, It's actually been fun. I hate talking about all my faults, right? But we've all got them and we all get to own that we have an unbalanced side. Yeah. It's a little bit risky talking about your own shape, isn't it? But it can be fun and it's so important. So when we're talking to arrows and we understand they're getting in their out of balance state, how can we help them? What what can we do to get them back in balance? So validation, I'm telling you, is just the bread of life for an arrow. And you know how... When everybody got all excited about the the love languages, the five love languages. Yeah. And it's a great thing, but the 12 shapes take it even a little step farther. So if verbal validation is my love language, we also need to know what I need validation about. Mm. Because if you tell me I'm beautiful, I'm gorgeous all the time, that validation does nothing for me. Oh, wow. Because I'm a task person, not an appearance person. Really? Oh, I love that. So we're bringing the five love languages down to a little more granular level. It sounds like we got 12 shapes. Yeah. Very so good to I know. Want validation about how smart I am, how capable, how fast I work, how inventive and how great these things that I'm doing and building are. And the more validation that you can give an arrow for the things they do, the more balanced you'll help them to be. Now, keep in mind, you can't be responsible for them being balanced. That's their job. But you can help. You can can help help by by giving them lots of validation. Lots of validation and encouraging them to maybe speak their truth and not necessarily go along with everybody else and have their own opinion. Sounds like that would be good for an arrow. Yeah, give give them a really safe space to speak their truth. I really do want to hear what, how you feel about this. And I'm not going to judge. There'll be no criticism. I just want to understand you. Would you be willing to tell me more about how you really feel? And you've kind of got to create that safe place to get a very private arrow to actually open up and tell you where they really are. Wow. I like that. So even though you think your criticism might be constructive to an arrow, it might be very painful. So you have to prep them a little bit and ask them if they're willing to hear some of your criticism. Yeah. And make sure before you criticize, you tell them all the things they do right. Oh, that's right. And would you be open to a little bit of feedback of one thing that I think would really make our relationship better? And that's a tough approach. It's tough to do that. So I think I've heard you talk about before how it's good to give, is it five things? If you can do five things and tell them what they do great before you give them one thing that you're going to criticize them on, maybe that's the standard. Yeah, well, and I know that's a high bar, but just keep in mind, if you live with or care about an arrow, 
lots of validation that they're doing great and that you love and appreciate them and you see how hard they try and what they do, it's going to keep that terrible fear of failure at bay a little more. So maybe we could talk about a couple other things arrows need to work on. Okay. So the first one on the list, and this is totally for me, is I call it fluffing, fluffing up people. So what I mean is when I send a text message or an email, taking the time to put the, how are you? I hope you're having a good day. You know, that carrying fluffing stuff in the email. That's something I've got to really work on. That's so it great. It doesn't come naturally to me. Because that is, for a people person, that is not fluff. That is, that is the meat of the conversation is how are you? <laughs> Honey, I'm calling it the fluff. Uh-huh. And I think it's the meat and the important part of the conversation. It just goes to show how different we can be because of our shape, because of what we value. I think it's so great. Yeah. Okay. Arrows also have to work on letting go of what other people think of you so that the criticism and the judgment doesn't crush you. You've got to know that your value is not tied to what anybody else thinks. You've got to do what you want to do and you care about and live your passion and do your thing and not worry about judgment from other people. We've got to work on letting that go. And imagine an arrow that actually did find their passion and knew that this was their magic, was getting these tasks done and just taking off with it. They would just be so happy. Oh, and they can just soar. I love getting the chance to work with young people that are arrows because I just, I want you to realize your magic, you could do anything and you'll do good at it. I mean, you're so smart and capable. You can just fly. There's nothing you couldn't do. So shoot high to yeah. use all these, these talents. But we need to work on the being really aware of the needs of other people around us. Because we're so focused on what we can do and build and create and get done that we still really miss those people. And we've got to have work-life balance. We've got to watch not being a workaholic and make time to relax and take care of yourself and refill your bucket, do things that actually are good for your mental health to have a little downtime. That is a challenge for us. We got to work on it. Right. And I think that downtime will give you some chance to connect with those people in your life that might feel like you never give them any time. So that might be really good advice for an arrow. Yeah. Find that balance. Things to work, sure. work on. Okay. Let's talk about some of the careers where we might see an arrow in and being successful in. What, what kind of things would you see an arrow doing? Well, like I said before, be the boss. <laughs> Don't be the follower. And jobs where you're not on a team, where you're depending on other people to make you look good in your work. So I can work with other people as long as m the way my work is viewed is not dependent on the quality of their work. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So working on a team, maybe not the best. So yep. definitely happy as an entrepreneur, business owner. But you did mention athletes. So how does that work? Maybe picking, you'd see athletes that you mentioned running. So maybe like running, swimming, skiing, like some of these independent sports. Oh, yeah, that's... individual sports. Got you. Okay. Yeah, they're we see a lot of like Olympic level athletes, really good athletes that are arrows. And this has become their project. Right. Their sport is their thing. And so they shoot high and boy, they can make things happen. And just have a lot of drive. Yeah. So we also, we see CEOs and lawyers and, you know, managers uh, a lot that are, that are arrows, 
but I think the majority of them are going to want to be entrepreneurs at some level and, and have their own business. That's where they will be the happiest. And it's got to have increasing challenges that keep coming because I've seen arrows who they built this big business, but now they've been running it for 20 years. They're bored out of their minds <laughs> and miserable. So the diversity challenge. Perfect. Yes. They want some diversity in their life. Yeah, for sure. And you see that with me too. How many plates do I have spinning at any time? Because one thing just wouldn't be nearly as fun as having four. Oh my gosh. Yes, that is for sure. You do have a lot of things going on. So if you're an arrow, then your magic we've kind of heard lies in your work ethic, getting things done and doing things well. But making sure, just looking back and making sure that your tasks don't take precedent over the people in your life. Yeah, if you're an arrow out there listening to this show, just know that the one place where you're going to struggle in life is those relationships and those people feeling that you really love and care about them and that they're a priority. That's the number one thing you've got to do to acknowledge and appreciate the people around you. And then second to that would be really knowing your worth and being bulletproof to feedback or criticism knowing that that stuff doesn't change your value. No matter what you hear from anyone else, you've still got the same value as every other human on the planet, and that can't change. Even if I don't cross everything off my to-do list for that day, I still have the same value. Yep, and you gotta really work on that because there's that little voice of fear in the back of your head that's gonna keep telling you that your value is tied to performance. Mm, so you, okay. have to, you have to keep choosing better. What if you have a child or you're a parent of an arrow? Okay, so let's, yeah, let's talk about, especially those teens. I get so many parents who are, this kid is smart because if they want to get an A in a class, they can, but they're getting Ds in classes and it's driving us crazy because we know he's not dumb. It's not that he's, he can't do it. It's like he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And he's decided that that class is stupid. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't hold his attention or it's not a challenge. We actually see high school dropouts that are talented, brilliant kids, but school just seems dumb. The earlier on with the team that you can help them draw a line between school and being able to make lots of money, the better. So we want to start helping them see how these classes could actually help them to be able to figure out a way to make money. Get them involved working and even start businesses when they're, when they're a teen. And you'll find that they get engaged. They care because this, this is the challenge. How much money can I make mm -hmm. if I figure out a way to do this? I did this early on with my kids. Every time they wanted something, I taught them how to start a business and make money so they could buy it. And the more that we kind of help Arrow kids get that, the better they'll do. I love that. I think it's really important to find out what is motivating to your child. And it is more than screen time and ice cream and rewards. There really is something down deep in there that does motivate them to get things done and meet their goals. You just have to figure out what it is. And this 12 Shapes program really helps with identifying that in the kids. I just love it. Yeah. The other thing they care about is their freedom and independence. So you have a little bit of leverage with an arrow team that if you do well in school, we're going to give you more freedom. And you may think that money for grades or something should carry more weight, but with a lot of arrows, they care more about freedom than money. 
Hmm. So if you do well, we'll give you more freedom over your life. Let you have, you know, make more of the decisions and be able to decide what you're going to do. And that will motivate them to have the power over their own time. Wow. That is such great advice. Any other little things that we want to talk about with an arrow today? What if you're married to an arrow? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to think the one complaint that I've gotten from people married to me is just that I, they feel like they're at the bottom of the list after all these tasks. And we talked about that a little bit with diamonds too. We both have a tendency to be more focused on what needs to be done than the people that we love. And so again, we've really got to work on that. And if you're married to the arrow, please understand that it's not personal and that they don't mean to do it and that you are valued and find a very kind, loving way to remind them that you need a little bit of their attention and they'll be happy to give it to you because they are people pleasers. Mm -hmm. And they want to do well in relationships and they care about and love the people in their life. They just need a little gentle reminder from time to time that they're forgetting today. Hmm. That is wonderful. Well, Kim, you have given us so much information today about an arrow. It's been such a fun show to learn more about you as an arrow and everybody else out there, our fellow humans that are arrows. And just a reminder, you can learn lots more about being an arrow. If you log in, take the quiz. If you already know you're an arrow, there's some great stuff on there that will tell you how you can interact with some of the other shapes in your life and get some more reminders and some more of this language into your life. And we just want to thank you so much for listening today because when you know better, you can do better. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.